Welcome to the Mark of a Leader podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Fernandez. We're here with the CEO and Chief Storyteller, Doug Keeley. Doug. Danielle, how are you doing? <laughs> Great to be here. I'm glad you are with us. Today we're going to talk about sales stories. Please go ahead and elaborate what that means. Well, uh, one of our, our training programs is called Storytelling for Sales. And uh, we're very focused on helping uh, salespeople uh, to be better storytellers. So you might say, well, why do salespeople need that? And there are a lot of reasons. The, the root human reason is that people buy emotionally. Um, we buy much more from our emotion than we do from just our intellect. And uh, if you've listened to other podcasts or know the mark of a leader, you know that we have a model that says a, a five-level story with, will connect with people on all five of their levels, uh, spirit, imagination, intellect, heart and hands. And when it does that, uh, it will move people to actually change their behavior to do something. We have a client who um, I thought very humorously described their salespeople's uh, behavior a couple of years ago. They're a very large pharmaceutical company. And uh, she said, well, basically, as I see it, our salespeople show up and throw up. And I laughed, and I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, basically, it's all data. Uh, they just come in with the latest research study, and they, you know, they dump it on a physician, and then that rep leaves, and another one from a competitor comes in and does the same thing. And as you can imagine, after a few days of this or a day or a few hours, whatever, the, nothing's sticking at all. So uh, we, we focus a lot. We spend a lot of time in, with companies in technology, pharmaceuticals, and financial services because those three are maybe the guiltiest of, the, of industries where they're using data and information almost exclusively to try and uh, make sales, and it's non-differentiable when they do that. Everyone's got great data. So I have this vision of a bad sales guy telling long stories. Isn't Irish, that it? right? An yeah. Irish guy I didn't with say a couple that. of pints. I'm doing that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, it's not that. In fact, um, I joke about, uh, I say, you know, most of my Irish friends, and I have lots of Irish blood, so I can say this. Most of my Irish friends think they're great storytellers. And, and my response is, well, as long as you and everyone you're telling the story to have had a few pints, I'm sure you're great. But uh, that's not necessarily the case. We, we use stories very strategically. We think that they're very powerful tools in a salesperson's arsenal. And uh, we talk about four story patterns in our training, and I'll just quickly uh, run through those. First of all, connection stories. So a connection story is very often a personal story um, that you use to connect to a buyer to show them that you have things in common with them. And we all know that people buy from people that they like and that they relate to. So a connection story is a way to literally make a make rapport or, or connection with someone. Secondly, success stories. Uh, there's a lot of case studies being used in sales right now. And uh, sadly, if you look at those case studies, they're pretty much all exactly the same model. Here's the customer, here's the problem, here's the solution, here's the outcome. And if you go across large organizations, uh, or across an industry, I guess I should say, uh, there's a lot of people who have the same big clients. You know, there's not one company that has all the IBM's communication business or uh, whatever business. So the case studies all start to look the same. So success stories show uh, a case study, but presented in a much more human and much stickier way to show how other people have benefited from whatever product or service you're selling. 
Third, clarity stories. And clarity stories take a complex idea and make it simple and totally sticky. Um, we've had clients who've told us, oh my gosh, I was trying to pitch a big idea to the board of directors. I was turned down time and time and time again. And then I thought I'd use this pattern that I was taught, the clarity pattern. And I delivered what had been a 30-minute-ish presentation in under eight minutes. And I, and I got approval almost instantly on it. And I realized that I had just been rambling on around what it was. I wasn't getting to what the point was. And I wasn't delivering the why with any power. So clarity stories do that. And then finally, influence stories help uh, change people's opinion uh, and also help shoot down what we call the anti-story. What is an anti-story? Well, an anti-story is... Um, an opposing uh, position. So it could be a competitor's position. So uh, if you're selling it, maybe a competitor saying, oh, well, that company is no good at this. You know, didn't you, didn't you hear about this that happened? Or they're too expensive or they're slow or their service is bad or whatever. So it could be a competitor's position against you. Uh, it could be what the little inside voice inside the customer a salesperson's talking to is telling them. So they may have a voice that's saying, oh, you're too expensive, uh, or you guys aren't global enough to handle our business, or you haven't done this particular thing before. Uh, and so that might be negating you as you're trying to uh, pitch what you're, what, whatever you're selling. We say um, you can only beat a story with a better story. You can't beat a story that's ingrained in someone's head with facts alone. Why is that? Well, again, back to um, the fact that people buy emotionally. So if you've got um, the anti-story, too expensive, can't handle this in your consciousness, pure logic will probably not change their mind. Um, and, and Anecdote uses this example, I think, in a really great way. Um, if you picture a rider sitting on top of an elephant, and the rider's the intellect and the elephant is the emotion, um, the rider can direct the elephant. Um, but if the elephant decides that it's going left, nothing that that little human being sitting on its back weighing 150 pounds can do is going to change that elephant's mind. And um, similarly, uh, if someone has something deeply ingrained in their mind, you're going you're gonna to have to give them more than just a fact to change them. And a story uh, is a way to do that. And um, Gary Klein, a well-known um, psychologist and business person, uh, said insight in sales is an unexpected shift to a better story. So all salespeople today are trying to give their customers insights which will help them run their businesses better and then show why their product or service uh, will fit the bill. So customers are looking for insights that they don't know. And, and Gary says insight in the sales environment is just shifting to a better story. So let me give you my favorite recent example of that. Um, certainly all of you in North America have probably heard of uh, Dollar Shave Club. And uh, Dollar Shave Club is a story about um, a guy named Mike Dubin and a buddy who in uh, 2014 were sitting in California having a beer complaining about the price of razor blades. And men's razor blades and women's actually are dominated. The market's completely dominated by Gillette, and it has been for 100 years. And Gillette's advertising has always been about product features and benefits. So it's always been about, oh, we got two blades instead of one, three blades instead of two. We've got a lubricating head. We've got a rotating, a lubricating strip, a rotating head, whatever. And um, 
So Mike and his buddy were complaining about the price of razor blades and decided to start this little idea called Dollar Shave Club. And uh, they made a very funny video which went up virally on the internet, and it was Mike himself standing there saying, you know, do you, do you, does your razor really need a back scratch or, you know, a laser pointer or whatever? Your uh, grandfather had one blade in polio, you know, the, and, and, and they set them up as the complete competitor to the big BMS Gillette, who, you know, in their opinion, charged a fortune. And they said, for a dollar a month, we're going to ship you fantastic blades uh, right to your home, so you don't even have to go to the store. So they tapped into the insight that most men do, in fact, think blades are expensive, and most of us hate going and buying them. And when you go into most drugstores, they're either locked in a glass case, or when you open the case lid, it's not locked, an alarm goes off, it beeps, which I would suggest shows that they are expensive because they're trying to fight shoplifting. They put this um, little video up on the Internet, and said, uh, you know, joined the Dollar Shave Club. They got 15,000 orders in the first 48 hours. And uh, a couple of years later, just last year, sold the business to Unilever for $1 billion. So what did Dollar Shave Club do? All they did was tell a different story. Their story was about, you know what, you guys don't need all these features and benefits and, and you know, rotating heads and stuff. What you want is actually cheap. And you don't want to bother going to the store. So we're going to sell them to you really cheap. They're just going to show up once a month, and they're going to be very inexpensive. And they, they stole, you know, now uh, hundreds of millions of dollars out of, out of uh, Gillette's bottom line. So I think a great example of simply telling a different story uh, and changing the market. How does a company use stories in sales? Um, there's a lot of ways to do it, and it depends on the company and the industry. Um, I was recently working with um, with Mars, uh, w one of our clients, and and uh, trying to get them to to tell a story around a new product launch, rather than uh, simply you know walking through a PowerPoint deck, which is what all um, organizations typically do. So there's an example where a product, uh, there might be a new product launch or a new program using stories to, to tell that. Um, in the pharma business, we talk a lot about connect the story, connect the drug to a patient and their outcome, put the human side to the story rather than just doing the, the biology or the science of the drug. Um, uh, one of my favorites, I was doing some work with um, Mazda recently, and uh, one of their people told a story from one of their dealerships, and, and they typically, the salespeople would talk about the tensile strength of the steel inside mag, uh, Mazda cars and how, um, how strong they were and how safe they were. And they put a picture up of a, of a Mazda that had been literally T-boned in the middle of an intersection, and it was just destroyed. And... and uh, a salesperson at one of their dealerships got sent this picture uh, by one of his customers and um, she said um, my daughter Nancy uh, bought this car from you and she was driving this car with my grandson and it's only because of the strength that you make your cars that they both walked away from this and I mean I'm getting choked up just telling this and I can picture the image and, and and I thought oh my gosh like you should tell that story you should show that picture to everyone I remember Nancy I think it was six months ago at least maybe more when I heard that story but I can still picture the image so again a simple little story how you can use it in sales instead of just show, show up and throw up the data 
That is a great story and they definitely should utilize that. That does wrap up our sales stories episode. Thanks very much, Doug, for doing this. Thanks, Danielle.